Welcome to Dental Assistant Nation, powered by Ignite DA. This podcast is designed to empower, enlighten, and educate dental assistants, helping them have a more fulfilling career and enjoy their day more. Join us as we tackle some of the hottest topics in dental assisting. Now, here's your host, Ignite DA co-founder, Kevin Henry. So welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry, the co-founder of Ignite DA, and so glad that you've joined us for a few minutes today, whether you're finding us on Stitcher or Google Play or iTunes or through the Ignite DA Facebook page. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be a part of things. Super excited uh, with who we have on today, dear friend of mine and one of those thought leaders in the industry with a great message for every one of you assistants out there. And so I'm going to introduce Janice Hurley, who is Dentistry's image expert. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm fantastic. You're the world traveler these days. <laughs> you know, got to uh, make that college uh, payment for my daughter, I tell oh, you. So oh. I got to be doing something, you know. <laughs> well, then you learn so much, um, you know, about the world and you bring more information back to us. So anyway, I get a kick out of watching you on social media. You just are having a blast and always learning. Thanks. That's that's so important, you know, always growing and learning. And, you right. know, and I always learned something from you as well. Uh, you know, and you and I have had many conversations through the years. Uh, before we dive into too much of that, I'd love for you to just take a moment, kind of introduce yourself to our audience and kind of talk about how you got to be dentistry's image expert. I'd love to. I'd love to. Um, I have been a practice management consultant for about 24 years now. And over time, I was doing speaking at some of the major meetings on best practices. And in the course of talking about the health financially and emotionally of the practice, I would show before and after photos of the doctor and team, before and after photos of the person that worked um, administratively. And um, before you know it, people would, the meeting planners would invite me back and they say, we'd want you to speak on image and Henry, I had to tell you, I mean, Kevin, oh my gosh, Kevin Henry. <laughs> I've I been called to, work. Trust me. No, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, You're fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what was interesting was my reaction when they wanted me to speak on image instead of being flattered. I thought, no, no, I am a successful uh, practice management consultant and um, I, I know about systems and so forth, but in reality, I am very passionate about verbal skills, body language, how people perceive you, self-confidence. I, I really want people to be seen in the very best light so that they have the most um, options, right? So they have the most options. And nice. yeah, and so so now I speak on, on image and confidence and how people perceive you and treatment presentation. And I have learned from experience that it's actually very hard for us to see ourselves. Did you, did you realize that it's really hard for us to see ourselves as others do? It's really no different than being able to see your teeth. I can't really see my teeth. And oftentimes the two things ignored are our teeth and our shoes, right? Cause when I stand up, I can't see my shoes. Um, and, uh, it's hard to recognize how other people see us and it ends up affecting though our overall success because I believe, and you and I have talked about this before, I believe yeah. that we train other people how to treat us. Right. Exactly. And, and unfortunately, a lot of dental assistants don't have some self-confidence. 
And, and that kind of shows, unfortunately. And so that's one of the, just one of the reasons why I've been so excited for you to be on today. Can't wait to, uh, to hear what you have to say. And I know that you've said that there's no better time than right now to be a dental assistant. And, you know, like you said, you've been in this almost 25 years now. So, yes. uh, you know, yeah. So let, let's talk a little bit about why you feel that way. I'm very curious. Well, in working all over the United States, a little bit in Canada, I'm working in office with practices. The hardest person to find and the most important in terms of having things run smoothly for the clinical team in the back is the dental assistant. You know, years mm -hmm. ago, it used to be the hygienist that was hard to find, but that's not the case anymore. And what we're looking for is a hygienist, excuse me, what we're looking for is a dental assistant with um, good self-esteem because good self-esteem does three things. Here's the gift of good self-esteem. We enjoy being around people with confidence because they don't require us to emotionally build them up all the time. We enjoy and seek individuals with confidence because they're more, most likely be more likely be interested in learning because their self-esteem doesn't say, well, I can't do that. That's for you know somebody else. And the third thing is what makes that so valuable um, back there in the back chair side is mm -hmm. your own personal confidence when you're communicating to the patient, when it comes across, you save time, money, and uh, energy of the dentist when the patient believes you and right. they don't need to ask the doctor. So you're a huge part of the image, the overall perception of the patient, and the patient wants to believe that they've made the right decision. We all like to be right. And so our patients are no different. They want to believe they chose the, the right office. And so um, it's harder than hen's teeth right now to find skilled <laughs> dental assistants. And that doesn't just have to do with the formatted education. It's what they bring in the first place. So I say um, hire first for confidence and work ethics and second for experience because um, you can learn that. You can learn it. You know, and, and I, I think that's so valuable for assistants to hear is that a lot of how we perceive people is the confidence that they bring to the table. And and you and I both know that that's sometimes not an easy thing for for people to do. How have you helped instill confidence in people or have them kind of have that confidence in themselves? Sure. Interestingly enough, about 50% of how happy you are, which is extremely important to um, communicate that you have self-confidence, it starts with happiness for you, of yourself, self-acceptance mm -hmm. of yourself and, and the world around you. We are drawn towards people that we think are, are happy. So, um, Kevin, you and Dana are described as happy individuals. We're all <laughs> drawn towards you because you've always got that smile on your face. And oftentimes, a dental assistant might see someone else that appears happy and thinks, well, you know what? That's because their situation is better than mine. When in reality, mm -hmm. 50% of how happy you are comes from genetics. That means it was stamped in there, whether you had blue eyes, brown eyes, and how happy you naturally go to. And only 10% is situational. So that means if oh, wow. you weren't happy at the last 
job, you're not likely to be happy at the next because guess who you're taking with you? You're taking yourself. So that means you have 40% that you can choose. 40% you can override some of that genetics if your parents um, happen to be kind of doom and gloom um, mm -hmm. or the environment that you're around that way. So you can absolutely affect the situation. And you've told me before that um, dental offices, whether it's corporate or one-on-one, -on -one, they're looking for someone with the professional look, right? Absolutely. And Absolutely. so, and and so sometimes the word professional, we might all assign it to ourselves, but we're not really sure what that means because particularly dental assistants or the clinical team are often assigned uniforms, scrubs, yeah. or yes. items. Yeah, right? And, and they think they have no say in what's going to, how it's going to be perceived by them. So l let's talk about some of the things that they do have control over. And um, let's just say that a warm smile on their face from the moment that they come in till the time that they leave is a gift to themselves, first and foremost, a gift to the practice, and a gift to the patient. And the older they are, the more the face has sunk a little, and we want to smile more than we would think we need to. Um, sometimes I have audiences take their cell phone and hand it to a partner and turn it on the take photos, and they take three photos, one of their face at rest, one is with a little bit of a smile and the other is with a big smile. And interestingly enough, 95% of that audience, when I ask them if that first photo with their face at rest makes them look approachable and warm, 95% of them will raise their hand and say, no, absolutely not. So we might want to take a look at how other people see us. So let's look at what the team um, has some control over whether they're male or female. So you know better than I, but what percentage of dental assistants are female? Yeah, you know, we're now saying that 96% of all dental assistants are female. So it's a very female driven industry, but you're right, there are all those 4% out there, uh, you know, and uh, they're definitely out there. And don't, and let's not count them out, right? I, I ran into Absolutely. a lot more in the big cities in San Francisco. I ran into yeah. more, um, Atlanta and so forth. So let's address the men first so we can move on to the women. So for men, so for men, um, good grooming will be critical. And oftentimes that has to do with facial hair. I, I don't have any problem with, um, facial hair because it's very much in style. But you want to recognize that it's a barrier. It can be a barrier if that beard or that facial hair is too long. It can be a barrier between you and the person you're trying to, to communicate with and, you know, play havoc with your uh, mask. But if you do have facial hair and you're wearing it, you know, really tight and short, that's going to look perfectly fine. But you also want to address the hair that's growing on the back of your neck because it's also an area like your teeth and shoes that nobody sees. So the darker your hair, the more people can see it in the back. And if you only wait to get the back of your neck shaved when you have a haircut appointment, it's going to go too long. And then there's always nose hairs. So depends on genetics or your age. Um, you're so close to your patient, even though you have your mask up above your nose, sometimes it comes down when you go to talk to them, et cetera, and you got to pay attention to nose hairs. And then nails for men. So men want their nails actually no more than about an 
eighth, an eighth of an inch, a sixteenth of an inch. So you want to see very little of that white. And you it doesn't hurt to get a manicure once in a while to make your hands uh, look good. And then um, for both men and women, um, let's talk a little bit about shoes. So yes. I'm, I'm a big fan of um, the doctor or the dental practice or the corporation paying for the assistance clothing from head to toe. And that includes the shoes. So the guidelines would be that those shoes have to be very comfortable and that um, the doctor chooses a, a color, a general color. But I'm not a big fan of um, shoes that look like sports shoes. I'm not a fan of shoes that look like I ran in and I could you know, I could run out. And so if you get a chance to voice an opinion about what to wear with scrubs or what to wear with um, lab jackets, depending on the attire of the practice, I'm a big fan of having shoes that are very comfortable. So you can't assign a dental assistant um, a certain brand because everybody's foot is different. So the shoe needs to be really comfortable. But again, um, a darker color, you could choose black, you could brown, you could navy, whatever the case might be. But keeping those um, polished in terms of what the toe looks like and what the back of that shoe looks like. And if you do wear an athletic shoe, has it seen better days? So oftentimes mm-hmm. if I've been using my athletic shoe somewhere else, then they look kind of, you know, over overused and not very clean. Yeah. So cleanliness, cleanliness is a, a really big deal. So can I start with the fact that you asked how I help people feel better about themselves. Absolutely. And I, I usually sit them down and ask them what's in it for them. Okay. I require that they figure out why making more of an effort would be worthwhile. Because if you ever feel like somebody's forcing you to do something, that this is a parent-child relationship, or you don't yeah. agree with the guidelines about wearing hair up, et cetera. So if you don't agree with something, what do you start to do after a while? Either rebel you or you don't care. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you rebel. So that hair starts hanging out a little longer, right? Um, the nail polish gets a little brighter. And so I ask professionals to decide first. What's in it for you, right? It's really important that they make it their idea to look as professional because they want the benefits that go with it. So increased respect, more confidence, more opportunities to be selective about where you work. So the better you are, the more choices you have. You want to be sought after, right? And so I said years, years ago when I figured out people – weren't respecting me for the way I looked, you know, I could get a date, but I couldn't get a job, that pulling up that long blonde hair of mine and putting it back very conservatively helped people see me in a different light. And the the reward of it was I got a bigger and better paycheck every year. So I could dress however I wanted and put my hair down and a shorter skirt and higher heels on the weekend. But I wanted to make sure I looked a cut above. So that's what I suggest to your audience and dental assistants. I I love that. And and you're doing it, like you said, you have to have that end goal in mind. And this is a means to get to that end. And I think that's a fantastic way to look at it. 
And when it's my idea and I'm clear that I benefit and my life benefits because of it, then it's a whole different mindset. So striving for a cut above, meaning you're going to stand out for being well-groomed. No, you might not always be able to choose the uniform, um, but what you're looking for is, a con- is consistency. Consistency. Every day till others identify you as top of the mark. So you want to ask yourself, what time do I need to get up? Therefore, what time do I need to go to bed? So yeah. I look like I was going for a job interview every day. Well, and, and I will say this, if, if you don't know Janice, uh, you amaze me not only with your style tips and your thought process behind image, but also what you do with CrossFit and how you are staying active. It, it truly is inspiring to me. And I always tell assistants whenever I speak to them that, you know, you have to put in work to get what you want, whether that's the body you want, whether that's the career you want. It's going to take some effort, and I think you're living proof of that both on the personal and professional level. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And and it's because I'm really clear about the downside of not taking care of myself. I We all train other people how to treat us, and then based on how much respect they give us, starts to be how we think about ourselves, and then how we think about ourselves starts to be our actions. And CrossFit, for me allows me to, when I go, not be good at something. And and that's that's actually empowering to hmm. walk in, be nervous, be scared, not sure what the workout's going to be, but do it anyway and to finish it and to do it at the very best. And our physical appearance, right or wrong, contributes to how other people perceive us and yeah. when they're going to hire one over another whether we look like we got enough sleep and whether we look like we respect ourselves. So that's the thing. Um, by putting in the effort for grooming and health communicates to others how much we respect ourselves. So I would treat work like it's a special occasion. So like if you went to a, a wedding, it, what if you and Dana went to a wedding of somebody that you cared about and and, and respected and you, you wanted them to know that you valued them, the two of you would talk together about what you were going to wear. Oh, sure. <laughs> you're right. You would talk about what you're going to wear. You would show up on time because you're honoring the people that you're in the presence with, right? So let's go for some other specifics. So specifically, um, nails um, need to be short and a neutral color. I once had a dental office that was um, doing chairside interview, a working interview with a dental assistant. And it was on a Monday. And when she came in, she let me know, uh, because I was there visiting, how much she wanted this job, how much it meant to her. And as she was talking to me, she was trying to peel off the hot pink um, nail polish that was on her nails. And I, I thought, I don't have any nail polish remover and this is too late to tell her, but I looked at her in the the eyes and said, all the best. So at the end of the day, the doctor called me and um, I said, how'd it go? And he said, she anticipated me. Her skills were great. I really appreciate that she was bilingual, but he said, I just couldn't put my finger on it. She just didn't seem very clean. Didn't seem up to our standards. And he didn't give her a second chance. So I don't know that he ever saw her nails. 
I don't know that for sure. But your nails are something that your patients see and others that you're around. And then hair. Hair is a big deal. So hair needs to be worn up and secured as tightly as possible close to their head. So if you're a female assistant, that means no bandanas or colored twisties. Um, learn to put your hair up with hairpins that match the color of your hair. And then, you know, makeup. Um, I know that they have to wear masks and, and, and in protective glasses, but we don't always have those barriers on. And so makeup for the female assistant should be there in neutral tones because you're trying to look as polished as possible. So here's a statistic. So not just with dental assistants, but nationwide in all type of jobs. Studies show that women who wear makeup effectively earn almost 40% more than women in the same job who don't make the effort. Oh, wow. Now, is that not crazy? It is, honestly. So it should be irrelevant to the quality of work that they can do with the patient. But it still exists. And we're very visual people. We make judgments really quickly. So actually within less than a tenth of a second, so quicker than you and I can blink, when we've met someone for the first time, we make a judgment. How much they make, how approachable, how healthy, how much confidence should I have in the work that they can do when they're in my mouth. And last but not least, um, don't sell yourself short. Hmm. Don't ever use words that say, I'm only assistant. I'm just the assistant. Thank Don't you, ever yeah. apologize because you're just learning to do something. Don't sell yourself short in asking to be um, trained more during after hours or non-patient time. Um, I I'm going to, I'm going to make a confession here that you, I don't doubt that you've ever heard me say, but um, over the years for all the different jobs that I've held within different aspects, I have never been qualified to do the job I was hired for. Hmm. That's interesting. I was never qualified to do that job, but I was determined to put in the work, whether I got paid for it or not, that I would be the best, that I would be the best. So over the years in dentistry as a dental consultant, no one paid for my CE courses. I paid for my own. So before I was a speaker, I had to pay um, for my own CE courses. As I became a speaker and I wasn't very good at it, I paid for my training to, to learn to be better. So we don't have to be perfect at the beginning, but we have to be willing to do the work. And I think that's one of the things I like about CrossFit. When you see a sculpted um, physique, or you see somebody skilled at um, the Olympic lifts or the running or whatever the case might be, wall balls, snatches, etc. You know they did the work. There are no mirrors there you go. in a CrossFit gym because nobody is spending any time looking to see how pretty they are. The end results will um, belie the work that they did. So you you cannot you can't fake it. So. And, and lastly, when we feel good about ourselves, because we started talking about confidence in this, yes. when yeah, we yeah. feel good about ourselves, we're more likely to speak up for ourselves and speak up for others. When you take the time to take that baggy 
um, outfit that they gave you if it's scrubs and, and make sure that, um, it's tailored so it fits you better. If you make sure to hem the bottom of your pants that you were issued, I really don't care if I have to pay for it myself because the end goal is I feel better about myself. People respect me and I have more options. And I, I love that you're talking about confidence and not using the word just and things like that, that to be honest with you, maybe don't cost a penny to do, but there are things that you can do to, to so improve who you are and how others perceive you. And I love that, that part of that is your message. And eye contact doesn't, doesn't cost, doesn't cost at all. Looking somebody in the eye when they're first speaking to them or you're speaking, you know, back to them immediately communicates confidence. And just like you said, it's like the smile or your posture um, doesn't cost a thing. I love it. Jana, such good, such, such good tips. Thank you so much. Um, is, is, is there, if, if our listeners would like to follow up or learn more about you, how's the best way for them to, to reach you or to get in touch with you? You know, the best way is to just put my name in Google search Janice Hurley, J-A-N-I-C-E. And what will come up will be um, just like your iPhone. It'll look like apps on your phone and go to the one that says dental, dental consulting. And when you click in there, you'll be able to find a PDF that's got some office guidelines on attire. If you're interested in that, there's also under uh, videos, there are lots and lots of videos on verbal skills and body language and handshake and um, keeping healthy relationships, as well as there's a newsletter, a monthly newsletter that I send out, and they can sign up for that. And it's got um, all kinds of tips on it. Uh, some have to do with dentistry, but mostly it's life skills and things that any of us could apply. That's so awesome. And I encourage all of you, find Janice online. Make sure that you're signed up for her newsletter because I can tell you there are a few people in this industry that whenever I'm around them, I stand up a little straighter. I act a little Aww. better. You know, and, and Janice, I, it's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> Janice is one of those people. I'm telling you. Oh, good, so. good, good, good. <laughs> So, my friend, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk to our assistants today. I really do appreciate it. Oh, Kevin, you made my day. I'm just smiling here. I'm just smiling. Okay, thank you. Because well, well, I think you're well, sincere. I can tell. That's true. I'm being serious here. I am. And, and I will tell you what else puts a big smile on my face, and that's all of you who have listened to today's podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of the Ignite DA community and, and being a fan of Dental Assistant Nation. We always try to bring in the experts to talk to you about being an assistant because you all have such a critical role in the success of the practice. So please subscribe to us, Google, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your, your podcasts. And hey, don't be afraid. If you liked what you heard today, give us a nice rating on there. We could always use a few more stars and a little bit more love. But uh, thank you. We will be back with another episode very soon. And remember, Carry yourself with confidence. Together we rise. We can't wait to hear your success stories. Remember, carry yourself with confidence. Together we rise. We can't wait.